Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. And Scott. And we are going to be recapping episode 7, entitled Heads Up of The Walking Dead. Heads up! <laughs> Heads up, Glenn is alive! Yeah, I'm he is. very excited. So, Who's Glenn? Oh my god. Yeah, so I'm going to go first this time. And just say, Glenn's alive! <laughs> <laughs> Kim, you're obviously very happy about that. I am extremely happy. I um, this the I'm very glad that they like wrapped it all up at the very beginning of this episode, and they didn't string it along anymore. Yeah, thank God. And I, you know, this whole time, I think I've been really excited about their little ploy to get everybody all up in arms about him possibly being dead, and we don't know the real truth, all that stuff, but. After seeing the episode last night, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm glad they're revealing it. And it, but it wasn't the impact that I thought it was going to have when I saw it. Because I guess I already knew in my heart that he was alive. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And yeah, I think, I think it would have been more of a surprise if he was dead, to be honest, at this point. Oh, totally. I agree. Or I was thinking, you know, while it was going on, I was wondering if maybe they were going to have him get bit at that point. Oh my God! Would that not have been horrible? Well, yeah. there were. Or he would have been hit by a huge baseball bat. Right, but you know what? I, I tell you this. Nice. To, um, <laughs> I, I, I will say this: the, fa- <laughs> the fact that um, that they did it at the beginning of the episode was great. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was wonderful. I mean, that's good storytelling. Yeah. They caught you off guard. You certainly didn't expect to see that at the beginning of the show. No, before the credits, even. I know. I was happy to get get that whole thing resolved, mm-hmm. and the way they did it, I thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Having it at the beginning of the show like that, I mean, opening that show, it, it brought up the whole energy of the, of the episode. Agreed. And I really like that they actually did that whole storyline where we didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, some people were saying that it was a marketing ploy and that it was stupid. I'm like, yeah, it was a marketing ploy because you're all talking about it, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of the epitome of marketing. Yeah, exactly. People um, were talking around the water cooler about where's Glenn. Uh huh. You know, but last night on the walk, I mean, on the Talking Dead, I was a little like, really? Like, well, no, it was during Into the Badlands when he did his little thanks for acknowledging me and caring uh, yeah. and all. I was like, okay, that's a little too much. But. I think that it was a brilliant idea to do all of this. It definitely got everybody talking. I've never seen so many memes before created about The Walking Dead in my life. Oh, listen, just people at work. I mean, just people who they they know that I I do this podcast with you guys. But I had people coming up to me who who I know do not watch the show. And they're all, you know, they'll say stuff like, man, that guy came back. Mm. You know? Yeah. You know? I was actually going to say the same thing. I had people in my other life that were emailing me about business stuff. She's and at a the superhero very, in the week. <laughs> at the very end of the email, 
um, this one guy was like, so is Rick alive or is he dead? And I and in my head, I'm like, who the hell is Rick? I mean, not Rick. Sorry, is Glenn alive? And I was like, shit, I can't even think anymore. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, but I was like, who the hell is Glenn? Like, he's not in our group. And then I was thinking, oh, he's talking about The Walking Dead. <laughs> I've never talked about The Walking Dead with these people before. So it's like, it's getting everybody to talk about it. So, I mean, it was awesome. It was brilliant. But I'm really happy that he's back. And I think we all had an idea that he was coming back. And, you know, I mean, we we talked about it early on that it was going to be him under the dumpster. Yeah. So that wasn't a big crazy thing. And, and you know, and I, I said from the beginning that it looked like they were tearing the guts out of some guy in a tan jacket, which is Nicholas. Right. Right. I, I, I was glad to see it finally get done. Now we can move on. We got some lots of other interesting things going on. on and the they show. did move on. Yes. Rather quickly through a yes, lot of things did. that I think were questions that were brought up. Um, you know, we see Enid pop up all of a sudden. Wait, before yep. we move on, though. No, I'm not moving on totally. I'm just saying that with the oh, episode, okay. they, they ended up answering so many things so quickly. Yeah. That yep. Um, I think I even mentioned to Kim um, this morning when we were talking that it was like the Glenn thing happened. And it was all, you know, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I kind of knew that was going to happen. Then Enid's there, and it's like, oh, okay, Enid's there. And then they keep going through all these things. It's like, oh, my God. I know. I know. It's, it's like they're answering everything in preparation for something that is not even going to be story so storyline-based in the next one. It's just going to be, like, fallout crazy right. in the next episode. So. Right. Yeah, but wait. Mm-hmm. I had some problems with the under-the-dumpster thing. Okay. Okay, so Nicholas is there on the ground staring him in the face, right? Dead. His eyes are all glazed over. How come he never turned into a walker? Well, they chowed down on him too much, I guess. Well, I mean, you've seen walkers that have had their insides ripped out before. Yeah. Did they eat his brain? No. His head wasn't totally intact. No, 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 it wasn't, actually. What do you mean it wasn't? It wasn't. When you look at the picture, or uh, the, the scene where he's looking over, you know, Nicholas's head is looking over towards Glenn, right? Yeah. You can say it's a li- you can see it's a little misshapen. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know about if that. I caught that cuz yeah, like his head was kind of tilted back. He was definitely laying on his back was laying on Glenn, but Yeah, I noticed it when I just watched it a couple minutes ago. Hmm. I'll have to look again. I mean, you definitely see the blood on his face. Oh yeah. Not not a lot. Yeah. But there's blood well. on his face. Um, but it doesn't look like anything's wrong with his head. And well, can I just say that Glenn, uh, just to support your theory there, Glenn killed like two walkers when he went under there, and yet that blocked all the other walkers from getting to him. Actually, he killed he killed about five or six. That Did was going to say there okay. were yeah. several walkers just laying there. I know there were several laying there, but I'm just saying it looked like he stabbed like two when he was underneath there. It was actually like five or six. Okay. They were shown in in kind of uh, slow motion without sound, and he's just kind of swiping here and then swiping there. Oh, so he was like killing like three in one blow. Without a doubt. So wait, okay. you're saying he killed walkers while he was under there? Yes. That's why they That's why <laughs> yeah. they didn't see him there under anymore. They, he killed the walkers, and they piled up. Yeah, it was blocking them from seeing them, and that's why Uh, they started walking away. See, I told you I missed the first minute or two. Something happened. I missed that part. You were just so excited to see Glenn. Yeah, so he was under the dumpster, and they started coming after him, and he got out his knife, and he starts tagging him. How the hell do you do that when you have, like, two inches of Um, space? 
you know, he was able to move around underneath mm. there. Well, but well, he crawled under there. He's got enough have to enough room to move around if he yeah. But his under. face was like how, how claustrophobic would that have been to to be making that scene? Oh, I know. Well, he said later he was under there for like seven hours. Yikes! Yep, but that's not fun. Anyways, I just had some issues. I think that's why I was kind of like, I'm glad he's alive, but come on. <laughs> well, Scott, Scott, I think you even brought it up early on that you're like, if he gets out of this, this is going to be ridiculous. Right. And I still think that. Yeah. I mean, come, come on. He was in a Walker mosh pit, for God's sakes. I mean, there was they were falling all over each other trying to reach down to, for old Nicholas. I know. Well, if walkers can kill each other by just, like the sheer number of them like they were showing mm-hmm. against the wall yeah then at this point they should be crushing glenn easily yeah, why would they not pile <laughs> in on top of him yeah so yeah weird but hey glenn's back but yay! glenn's alive yay and now he's gonna die at the end of the season <laughs> yes no. thank you I'm nicholas just, i'm just kidding actually he probably won't so yeah so <clears throat> then here comes good old enid and i i had a really hard time hearing what she was saying when she when he got into the building and he was yelling upstairs to her right mm-hmm. um and i don't understand what her deal was like what why she was being so secretive yeah and why she ran away she was telling him that you know when he said what happened in alexandria and she said the same thing that always happens they died he was asking about the horn yes he said why was the air horn going off and she said it was people yep, it was people it was people which I thought was actually like set off a little cue to me because uh, what was uh, Morgan's teacher's name? God, oh. uh, the cheese man. Um, the cheese yes, man. cheese maker. Cheese maker. <laughs> Forgot his name too. You have the stark contrast of her um, saying that evil or the things that are wrong with the world right now are people. Yeah, and yet his solution. For, for any type of happiness or safety was people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like the exact opposite, and that's kind of the thing that Morgan's struggling with. Dichotomy? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, she was she was um, keeping her distance, and I think Glenn even says, you know, when he catches up to her later, uh, you know, kind of points out that you don't have to worry about losing anything right now. Right. So she's kind of acting that out, like she's she's scared to get close to anything because anytime you get close to people, they die or something bad happens. Yeah. I just, but I still can't get a read on what that situation is. I mean, I don't either. She's weird. I don't understand why she's so, uh, closed off. Right. I I don't, I don't really get it. I mean, I, I I get the whole thing about her losing her family the way they did. Mm -hmm. And so she did, you know, um, but she's had an experience where she can be with people so forth. Yet she still chooses to go out on her own. And she's living in an antique shop in town. Yeah, there seems to be something else underneath it all. Like, yeah, there's not, more like to I was, it. I definitely was not expecting her having like this secret place where she was hiding away. Because I mean, I think we've all talked about like her being part of like the wolves or something like that. You know, like there was just something a little bit more sinister about her. Right. Well. Right, and I still think that it may be the case. You know, I mean, I'm not giving up on that. that theory yet i'm not either and i i think that it's i think it all just boils down to how how people handle certain situations and she just doesn't handle loss very well that's what i just think well i think that's part of it but i uh i don't know i hope it's more than that i think it's more than that there's it's she's still she's almost got a little bit 
she goes back and forth from looking like she might have a sinister side to her to to looking like she just you know little lost Red Riding Hood, mm-hmm. and I really can't get a feel for. I think it, it leads me to think there's more underneath there going on than we know. It can't be that simple, right? Nothing is that simple in the Walking Dead world. No, no, no. no, no. no. We find out later that she's actually Andy Rooney. <laughs> And she's got some deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? That's one hell of a mask. <laughs> it's one hell of a mask. <laughs> Made his head smaller. No, and I think the other thing that was almost confusing, confusing was when Glenn uh, practically killed himself chasing her out of the building. Yeah. And then he runs out there, and he's like, oh, she's gone. Yeah, and then he goes the other way. <laughs> exactly. It's like, he just, like, kicks through a, a four-by-eight piece of plywood, jumps off the stairwell, and he's like, oh, she's gone. All right. I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought the scene with um, uh, Glenn finding um, David's remains was really a great scene, especially he, since he found the letter. That was awesome yeah and you found the letter and you and you as the viewer you know there's no one to take the letter to anymore mm-hmm. yep how sad is that but then they redeem themselves by having his eyeball stick to the fence <laughs> <laughs> how cool and nasty eyeball was that? jerky oh my yeah, that was pretty i know great. you texted really me the time like did you see his eyeball <laughs> <laughs> that was the best but it wasn't no like eyeball well, it's, it was like a, I don't know, a little slime snot piece. Like a <laughs> yeah. amoeba. Eyeball snot. <laughs> Please, be more descriptive. It was uh-huh. gross. It was awesome. <laughs> See, I was, I don't know, I was wondering, why are they showing this guy? But I guess that's because we always pick the episodes apart and stuff, and so we know about David's wife and her dying. Well, I think that's that's part of it, though. I think it's for the fans that are watching the show as much as they are and so forth that they were yeah. going to, you know, they throw in things in there that, that real observant fans would know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because their fans are, they're, they're not doing anything different than we are. They're breaking the shit down, too. That's very true. Yep. Well, they should have killed him when he was being eaten by walkers. I know. That still, that still pisses me <laughs> off. Put the poor guy out of his misery. Yeah. Now his eyeball's stuck to a fence. Yeah. You go through eternity with your eyeballs stuck on a fence. <laughs> He's got a bullet in his neck. All right. <laughs> so we next find ourselves back in Alexandria with Rick approaching Maggie on the wall. Remember that? Mm, right. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of Rick's speeches. Oh, Lord. You're not kidding. Speechifying. Oh, my yep. God. Shut up already. Just get to the point. Here's what we have to do. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, I'm getting tired of Rick. Period. I was in this episode, especially with all the, with his dialogue. There was a series of things that we can talk about a little bit later, but yeah, it was kind of a buildup of like, Rick, shut up already. Yeah, really. And stop banging on the wall, <laughs> you moron. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, be quiet, Rick. I did think one of the things that was kind of funny though was um, this. You know, at that time there. Um, he and Carl and Ron are walking along, and and Father Gabriel's putting up his flyers about his his prayer circle, and Rick rips them down. And I don't know if you notice, but you you hear Carl go, "Come on, Dad." Yeah, yeah I did I hear did. that. I, I thought that was good too. Dad, oh, I feel so great. bad for Father Gabriel now. What I don't. Why did Rick? Why is Rick so mean to him? 
he hates his guts. Well, because he betrayed their their uh, whole organization, their group. Remember, he well, tried to sell them out. Yeah, but other people have done stupid shit like that too, and they redeem themselves, like Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe he will. Well, Rick's kind of like screw you to everyone right now. Yeah, Rick's everyone Rick's that's not like the right tight now. group is he's he's like yeah screw you all well he's he's yelling at everybody too that's the yep. other thing i mean well, i know but it's obvious that father gabriel's trying really hard uh-huh. he's trying to build a community and he's trying to get himself included or in, trying to include uh-huh. himself on things um and i just don't understand why rick is being such a hard ass towards him when other people have done equally bad things and he just lets it slide like Glenn, I mean, disappearing for several episodes. That was wrong. Seriously. Yes, it was. Didn't even tell anybody where he was going. Exactly. Um, no, I agree with you. I think I think they're just, you know, this is going to be something that'll have to be resolved at one point, and it will be. But I think Rick is, his character's way over the top right now with his anger towards the Alexandrians in general. Yeah, there was a weird thing with him being that way towards everyone and a little bit more argumentative but then like later on he's helping the guy or the guy comes and helps him with the wall yeah but even then he was cold to the guy he was what he was cold to the guy he was kind of dismissive to him but i think he started warming up to him because tobin was being a little super nice trying to reach him well he was trying to reach rick and at the same time rick like two or three times says it's time to slow down and rethink the plan here right and I think even Michonne was like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> this is slow time right now. Right. Oh, yeah. Michonne was, yeah, Michonne was getting really tired of his uh, feet dragging when it came to those Alexandrians. But Rick mentions that to uh, Maggie when they're up on the wall, yes. too. Yeah. That we were just talking about. He's like, um, yeah, we need to slow it down and, right. and make a good plan and, you know, draw these guys away from the wall. So. Mm-hmm. And I Everybody think I think he was in. he was somewhat right in that. I mean, you know, to finding a way to get them off the walls and so forth. But I can't imagine Maggie would be too thrilled hearing that that uh, Rick wants to take his time getting out there with Glenn out there somewhere. That's true. Well, they got to get the walkers away first before anything can happen. Right, but but Rick's whole thing is we need to take our time. We need to do it right. You know, this kind of thing. I can't imagine. You know. If my wife was caught out there and I had this guy saying this to me, I'd be like, screw you. Yeah. Give me some grenades. I'll make a room. Yeah, but in a way, what Rick is doing is actually good because he's been so argumentative with people and just flying off the handle, you know. He's, Mm -hmm. I think the RV situation when he was out there by himself and he finally realized, shit, this is not working right the way that I wanted it to work with the whole leading the the herd away i think he finally came to the realization that we need to just slow down and start thinking about what we're doing and actually plan it out instead of just flying by the seat of our pants right that's a good point and i think that's a good point yeah and i agree with you i think it kind of leads a little bit into the intervention that rick michonne and carol have with morgan Mm -hmm. i think they are talking about that to an extent you know there there are ramifications to things you make decisions on Mm -hmm. And Morgan's decisions were not beneficial to the community, right? Because they almost got Rick killed. Yeah, and we know we know that they that he did get several other people killed. Yeah, I was actually very surprised that they were able to um, pin that on Morgan. Yeah, just because I mean I, I mean I guess that 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 proves the fact that there were only just the handful of wolves that we saw. 
I guess so. Instead of that, there was a hell of a lot more. Because if they're saying, oh, well, you released five, and there were five that Rick killed. And then I still think there's more out there. I no, I do too. And that's why I'm surprised that they're able to say so definitively that they think that those were the same five that Morgan released. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And I I guess it, it kind of annoyed. Well, at first, I thought that that uh, Rick was talking to Morgan alone, and all of a sudden, Carol's there. Sneaky right. Carol. I was like, oh. She's like, yeah, I was like, oh. Hey, Carol, how you doing? Hey, you know, one thing, though, that, that that kind of bothers me a little bit is, man, Michonne's character has just disappeared this season. Yeah, that's true. Well, she's very introspective I mean, now. Yeah, but but nonetheless, I mean... Uh, They're not playing her very definitely much. Taking, no, she's definitely taking a big back, backseat to everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Rosita's getting more time in there than he is. <laughs> she is. No, she, she always has the sword there, but she's not really doing anything. No. Even though she did get a little feisty with Rick in this one, which I thought was good. And I have to say, I was a little bit more on Morgan's side with, during that entire conversation. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I I don't know why, because to be honest, through all this, I've never really... And I think if, I've even brought it up before that I you know, I'd never really understood why people were so uh, big on Morgan. Mm-hmm. But after you know his whole development with the Cheesemaker and all this kind of stuff, I really like his character. Right. And then to see... You know they haven't even they haven't found the wolf guy yet, or actually they did this episode, but not mm-hmm. at that point. Right. And they yeah. were already kind of coming down on him. So um, right. And I think I think part of it is you know we 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 always looked at Morgan as being the Zen master and so forth, but well he's still str- you can tell he's still struggling with it. Right. I mean it, he's, he he displays that. a ton of vulnerability in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know when he talks about the fact that he wanted to kill those guys, he really wanted to kill them. And he doesn't know if he's doing it right or not. Right. Yeah, that was nice for him to say, or nice to hear from him, that he doesn't know if he's doing it right. And, you know, and, and Rick says something like, yeah, you've got you've to gotta deal with this because you're, you can't go through this without getting blood in your hands. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he replied something like, uh, maybe or something like that, you know, maybe you're right. But I thought the whole thing, though, where he kind of threw it back in Rick's face and said, you know, well, why didn't you kill me, Rick? Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was out of control. I was a madman. Yep. Well, and then when Michonne is like, I just don't think that it can be that easy anymore, where you, there's a fine line between not killing somebody and killing everybody. Yeah, there's a definitive line. Yeah, right. and and Morgan was like, well, I've thought about changing, and she says, well, you have to change. Like I was saying, she's just become very introspective. And I think he's introspective, too. But I think Michonne and Morgan are kind of like uh, not switching places, maybe becoming one. I don't know what they're with the way they're thinking that you don't have to kill everybody. But there's you have to make a judgment call on each person that you encounter. And it has to be a quick I one. think they are, but from two different places, because I think I, I, yeah. I think you're you're exactly right. You know, Morgan's all about finding a resolution that doesn't involve killing people and michonne is is getting on rick because she wants him to realize that the alexandrians do matter yes she's not opposed to killing when she needs to but she's she's also about life being precious and that you gotta you know these people are here we gotta use them they're part of their community and protect them right and rick's kind of blowing them all off yeah pretty much saying they're all idiots Oh, you sure said that when uh, when Tara was shooting up the gallery. Oh, I know. I was like, at first I was like, w- what does he mean by that? 
that she yeah. shouldn't be wasting her time. Like, how rude. Well, that was the scene when, when Spencer was trying to go over the wall to the building, I guess, on the... The trapeze. Yes, the trapeze Spencer, the dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Anyway, so he tried to go, and Tara was on the wall with Eugene. Eugene had a very weird episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, okay, back to Spencer, though. Before mm-hmm. we leave this guy, who gets, where do you get a grappling hook? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Especially one that bends so easily. I know, exactly. <laughs> it was a child's toy. It came in a G.I. Joe kit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hey, Batman, can I borrow that? Yes. Yeah, Spencer's kind of numb nuts. Be- but, uh, yeah, but, right, so ahead, Before Kim. we leave the whole Rick thing. Well, I was just going to bring up Deanna and how she brought the the map and the plans to Rick and Michonne. And mm-hmm. how she, and Rick's kind of like, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah, but she's still the just the dreamer, you know, and she's very mm-hmm. optimistic. And But now she's coming around to the fact that, okay, things are going to be okay. We're going to work through this. But in a way, I think she's like reverting back to the way she was before Rick's gang ever showed up in Alexandria, where she's making you know putting a blind eye to the real threat that's in front of them literally at their doorstep and well i i'm not so sure kim because you know she says to him um you know when he says you know i've got bigger things on my plate and she was like oh i know she's aware of what's going on Uh uh-huh she's aware of the the walkers around the town and all that stuff i think though she's got faith that that rick will take care of it so she's moved Mm -hmm. on to other other avenues you know, that's, yeah, concerns. that's what she's trying to say is that this is, well, this is for after all this. Right. And that's why the two of them need to start working together. And the two of them right. need to lead Alexandria into the future because they both have their own strengths mm-hmm. that are going to aid the community. And I think mm-hmm. Rick is starting to come around to the idea that he needs to think about the future and slow down, which is what we've been talking about. But um, he's still the he's- enforcer. Right, but he'll he'll come around because I have a feeling I just see a big confrontation between him and Michonne coming. Yeah, and Michonne because Michonne has even when she was um, made deputy, she felt more part more of a responsibility to, to that community than Rick did. Yep, she embraced that right from the beginning. I think she's just sick and tired of of Rick's craziness. Well, she keeps. <laughs> you think so? Still? Yes, yeah. she keeps cutting those eyes at him and. In her, right. you can tell in her eyes, she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> right, but she, right, because she she does kind of contradict him a couple times. Yeah. But I think it's going to come to a real head. I think she's going to get really mad. Really? Because yeah. yeah, I'm not seeing that just because, like Kim, like you're saying, she's almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I think Scott was saying it, as, as a character. And so I just don't see her being like a. a major I think it's player. building. I think it's building. Yeah, it could be, but not not for what we're coming up in the not the season near, not next episode, no. yeah, right? Yeah, nine. no, it'll be it'll right be on. late next season. I bet that something happens with her. Yeah, or mm-hmm. this. I mean, season the season that we're in now, but next spring, the second half. See, I'm still waiting for something to happen between Rick and Morgan a little bit more than just this conversation. This is like the first real conversation. That's why I was like. What the hell is Michonne and Carol doing there? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that uh, Rick didn't give him more of the cold shoulder. I thought he might mm-hmm. give him a little bit of the Father Gabriel treatment. I was glad he didn't, um, because I do think I would like to see those two guys working together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and I think, I think, you know, Rick's going to be kind of pivotal in, well, he's always pivotal, but he's, he's got a, he's kind of teetering. pitiful? Yes. He's, he's kind of <laughs> teetering back and forth from being crazy guy and, and then maybe, maybe seeing a little bit of the light. Yeah. But it, you know, it just depends on where he's going to fall on that. Yeah. I have a feeling he's probably going to fall on crazy man because of the wall coming down. Oh Lord. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he seems so certain about that wall, and he's out there um, helping to bolster it a little bit with his friend, and yet we see the end. When I watched it the second time around, all I could think of was poor Rick and Tobin because they're out there sweating balls trying to get that wall to 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 reinforce Pounding the wall. away with the hammers. <laughs> and then it's just all going to be wasted. Everybody needs to be quiet. Wham, 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 wham. Well, that, I was, yeah, I, you know what? He was using the screwdriver at first. And it was like nice and quiet. I was like, oh, that's yeah. smart. How did he offset those? And all of a sudden, he's got a freaking hammer without a without a power drill. He looked like he never used a hammer in his life, though. I have to say, I was like, how is he holding that hammer? Exactly. He was hitting it with the handle. <laughs> <laughs> like George Bush out mending fences. That's right. I'm out here mending fences with his pickaxe. <laughs> the hell is that thing it's a horse is you getting any closer <laughs> so yeah we uh, uh not too far after that we find um glenn and enid out on the road walking back and they get the helium and the balloons which i was like why is that so important to have the helium we'll find out later you... uh, maybe there's gonna have a party later yes exactly because okay. she she finds four balloons already, and she's like, oh, well, we, we can get more balloons to distract them. Yeah. You already have four. Like, how many do you need? She needs a lot of balloons. Okay. She's that kind of girl. Because, yeah, I, I don't really remember too much of their conversation when they're discussing and well, she's they, sitting there Well, they were talking balloons. about, um, Glenn was asking her a lot about her background, you know. Yeah. How, you know, you know, like she he asked her where she who she lived with in the in the town, and they were talking about I can't remember who she said she lived with one of the ladies. Olivia, she lived with Olivia. Right. Is Olivia the pantry girl? Yeah. What the hell? I mean, everybody steals from that woman. Why is she in charge of the pantry? Well, I mean, it came and stole all the food, and and then Ron goes in there and steals all the weapons, and I'm just going. Well, what I wanted to know anything? was, she just walks back into the area where the food was dropped on the fl- on the floor, and she seems more annoyed by the fact that she has to clean it up than the fact that there is food that has been dropped on the floor. She doesn't question how that could have happened, if maybe somebody is actually in there, maybe it's a wolf that got away from the rest of the group. She doesn't question any of that. A large rat, I don't think, possibly. I, I think she's sharp, sharp as a marble, actually. Um, I just I, I, <laughs> after God. the attack, that she's just not happened. guarding. I like anything. that term. Thank you. <laughs> she she's should be considering anything. every possibility instead of just oh damn now I gotta clean this stuff up. She should have gotten a flamethrower and taken it to the whole place. Yes. Mm. Ev- evidently, she's very easy to steal stuff from. But anyway, uh, getting back to Enid and Glenn, they they get into a talk about her background, and then Glenn pushes her on on her family, I guess, on her parents or whatever. And, and then she just kind of blows them off right? by saying that they don't need to talk. But I was going to say, I guarantee you a million dollars that um, 
Glenn is going to try to adopt, pretty much adopt Enid. And that she's going to become a part of their family. I see. Glenn likes likes the young girls. No, no, no. Don't go there. (laughs) But just the way he's talking to her about how she doesn't have to worry about losing people anymore. And this is her family. And asking where did she live when she was in Alexandria. And just getting to know her as a person and trying to figure out why she's so freaked out about everything and why she ran away from Mm -hmm. him and all that stuff. I just really think that he's going to start having sympathy for her. And especially now that he's a father, you know? Sure. Well, he needs a babysitter. Um, (laughs) How, how I can understand how there would be a relationship between Enid and Ron. I think they're just, Enid doesn't seem to want to be close to anybody. Yeah, I think it's more of a Ron relationship than an Enid relationship. It's one-sided. Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like that quote from Glenn where he said, you have to honor the dead by, what do you say, by going on? You have to honor the dead by, by going on and live because they don't get to. Right. Mm-hmm. Which also yeah. reminded me of the game that we play whenever we pass a cemetery where you have to hold your breath. Because <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> because if you breathe when you're going past a cemetery, then you might upset the dead people that live there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not fair to breathe right. when others can't. And you do not want to upset those <laughs> dead people. No. Yeah, Kieran gets really pissed off about that. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a quick switch. Um, the scene with uh, Rosita and, um, oh, Eugene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird scene. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally not getting Eugene anymore. I mean, I think the whole thing about being a coward is just kind of going a little bit too far. Um, well, I, got... I think that was part of, of what they were pointing out about a, a series of the characters in this, though. I do love his line, though, when he says, I'm carrying a major weapon here. And there are people in my proximity with open-toed shoes. Yes. No, he good. actually says, I'm a weapons novice holding a significant weapon. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the proximity with open-toed yeah. shoes. No, they're, po- they're pointing out in this episode again, pointing out even, in, even more in this episode, the people that are not prepared. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you got Eugene, you've got Father Gabriel... You've got Morgan, mm-hmm. um, Spencer, Ron. all these people that have Ron, all these people that are not prepared. But the thing, I which think, means I something big you, is getting ready to happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, it's it's. It, you've got it's Tara, right? No, not no, Tara. No, What's her? Rosita. Who is the Rosita? I'm sorry, Rosita. Really coming down on Eugene, which was really kind of weird. Yeah, because she knows Eugene. Right. I think that's, and she was like, and she was really like, kind of well, giving maybe, it to him. Maybe she was trying to do. I mean, the reason she was why really I'm, embarrassing the hell out of him. Right. The the reason why I'm kind of getting a little annoyed with the Eugene cowardly thing is that it did seem like. I mean, when they were in the in the warehouse and Eugene finally shot that uh, Walker, that he had kind of jumped the hurdle a little bit. Yeah. Remember, he got some balls and shot that Walker. So. I kind of thought that they were going to be playing Eugene to get back. But now he's all the way back to where he was before then, where he's just scared of everything. 
Well, and his last lines when he was in the uh, physician's office or wherever the hell it was, mm-hmm. was, you know, you don't want to be the coward. Right. And yet he's being talked down to about not being able to handle a weapon. Right. And I think the, the last line she leaves him with where she's like, were the noises scaring you too? Right. And like, totally, like, demeaning Yeah, but him. you also have to understand that off. she's still worried about Abraham. Because she doesn't know anything about where Abraham is right now. Sure. And so I think she's taking all that frustration and anxiety out on Eugene because he's an easy target. And he, even if he did do something spectacular by shooting that one wolf, he's not going to get out of that cowardness that quickly, you know? It's going to take time. No, no, I agree with it, but I thought he would start making some strides. He's actually gone yeah. backwards uh-huh. again, where he's scared of everything. And it's just getting a little annoying, I guess. Yeah. You know? I want to see the guy mature a little bit, develop a little yeah. bit, the character. I think in that scene, I don't think we saw anything. It was just, I think it was a poorly written scene for him. Right. Great, because great line, they've though. had a lot more development of his character, and he just stood there. Right. And made one line and then walked away. So it was kind of like, I, I don't think it was a well-written scene for him at all. Well, no. I mean, but what, I, what I'm saying is through this entire episode, it seems like they're really trying to stick it to the people that aren't prepared. Yeah, and I agree. And they've been kind of doing it the last couple of episodes. Yep. Well, do you want to talk about Ron and the firing gallery? Yes. Ron and or the gun the non, training. non-firing gallery? Yes, the gun training. Which, talk about a weird scene. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, 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 I couldn't get... The way Ron was looking at Carl was just kind of odd. I mean, it wasn't like he looked at him, like, really angry. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing that bothered me was that it seemed like uh, Rick was would say some stuff, and then Carl kept interjecting with... Right. You'll learn. Right. Oh, this is the yeah. easy part. Oh, it'll you know it gets tougher from there. Oh, you'll be scared. It's like shut up, dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what I know. The hell? I know. Back off. I was actually wondering about that too because it was like Ron. I mean, it was like Carl was a little bit jealous that Ron was learning from his dad, especially from his dad. <laughs> yeah. And he had to be a little punk ass bitch and be I like, know. I like, "You can't this... handle it, Ron. I'm the coolest." I actually think it was it was uh, really good acting yet again. Yeah, that's true. I agree it was with pretty that. Damn flat. I totally agree with that. It was just like these flat lines, and it's it's like, like, oh, you're gonna be scared. Because if I was Rick, I'd be like, Carl, can you go somewhere else? Yeah, <laughs> get away from me, kid. You bother me. Right. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, look in the look in the chamber. No bullets. And Carl's like, oh, well, that's the easy part, right, Dad? <laughs> yeah, right, Carl. Can you go get me a drink? That's right. <laughs> like, you got, like, what the hell? Carl, we're working here. Go, go, go dig a hole. I, I don't know. So there's something about Ron that I'm really worried about. Really? <laughs> something about Carl wearing that hat still. Yeah, I don't have that's good, a little worrisome. I don't have good feelings about Ron. Something's up with that does. kid. And he's a well, little they... too eager to learn. Well, like, I think we... He's like, you know that dog... That cartoon where the little dog jumps up and down over the big dog. He's like, yes. that's right, Spike. What can we do, Spike? What can I get for you, Spike? You know that? Yes, yes. That's exactly well, how I felt when he was like, well, can I go in the middle of the town and shoot the gun? Or right. can I just shoot at the zombies? I'm like, simmer down, boy. Simmer down. I thought that was hilarious, actually, because Rick was like, all right, 
you have a good point. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> like you Rick, could... Rick is the <laughs> like... absolute worst teacher. I mean, yeah. he's not. Well, he's like, well, I can shoot in the middle of the town, and then it's like, but he you does, know, he's not a nice perfect to radius. Anybody. I, I mean, he's no. the worst teacher. I mean, you know, the kid says something, and he, there's no warmness to him or encouragement or anything. He just shows, no, you don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Uncle Rick. Appreciate you telling me that after I have the gun up. That's right. Um, yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was actually his, his reaction to his comments were funny because he's just kind of like, doesn't say anything, and it almost seemed like Carl was answering for him at that point. It's like, Ron, yeah, do you don't ask my dad that. Ron's, I think, kind of just sitting there looking at these guys and going, "Are these guys for real?" I mean, seriously, yeah. I just want to get taught something. You can keep your little internal dialogue going on. I don't care. Right? Crazy. So, but you know, but then the next, but you know, then that that kind of goes its own way, and then of course the next time we see Ron, he's uh, stalking Carl. Well, the next time we see him, he gets the bullets. Well, that's and then true. We see him. He steals from the gatekeeper. Yeah, so he he, he distracted the gatekeeper. Boy, she's pitiful, man. Why yep. don't they? Why don't they lock up the armory? If no one's supposed to have guns, why is there not like a lock on the door? That's a good question. I guess they just trust each other too much. Well, they don't trust each other enough to be able to carry guns around. Well, they they don't have a reason to carry guns around in their minds. Before now, I don't know. If, uh, I was gonna say, if you're not heard of Ron, um, <laughs> I would have a reason to be all the dumbasses around me in Alexandria like, that don't lock the guns up, <laughs> right? Like Spencer. <laughs> Spencer's exactly. gonna put your Spencer. eye out with that kid. I am going to climb this wire across here, I, attract all the zombies, and then get in a car to drive them away. I have a plan. Spencer's an idiot. Why didn't you tell me about it? Because you wouldn't have done it if I told you. Well, that's. Now, Okay, Brilliant. and I have to, I have to bring up may not be the most opportune time. That tower <laughs> that was burned. Mm-hmm. How do you get a crack in the side of a tower that goes vertical? There was like actually that? two. Of it was a lightning there. strike. Uh, yeah. Was it? When was it a lightning strike? Before they ever came to town, they said it. Like last yeah. season, I think they mentioned it or something. Well, really? If it was struck, it, but if it was a lightning strike and it had cracks down it, what were people doing up in it? I don't know. And that, that where Spencer and the was that, shooting from? Is that the same tower that fell? Yeah. Because yeah. that one didn't have a crack in it. That one was, like, perfect. Well, from the no, angle yeah, we saw Yeah, from the other fell. angle, it had the crack. Because it burned. Okay. It was a burn mark all the way down, and then the lower part was actually burned, real burned. I don't know mm-hmm. why the tower okay. never, burned, never burned. That's a mystery. It doesn't make sense. Well, I don't know why people would be up there if that, that thing was so damn unstable. Yeah, I know. Yet they had watches. They know. had uh, they had Sasha up there. They had they had uh, Spencer. Yeah, they were all up in that tower doing their watch time. I know. I agree with you. It's a little wonky. Don't these people know anything about safety? Yes, but... very true. And why the hell would a lightning strike go down the side of a tower like that? <sighs> well, I think dramatic effect. Ah. <sighs> I know, it just, it really bothered me when I saw that. I was like, what the hell? Like, that is the worst set design right there. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> it bothered me that pieces of the damn thing are falling off. I know! During the entire episode, and nobody notices that? I knew from the very first time that I saw it falling, I think the, the integrity of this tower is in question, and maybe it's going to fall. 
Uh, was was that what Rick was was nailing into the wall? He's like, oh, a piece of wood. <laughs> Where did yeah, this right. come from? Where did that come from? I'll use it. Uh, no, I, t- I tell you what, for the wild there, because Spencer wasn't anywhere in the show, I thought Spencer was up there in the tower building something. <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> I did. That's why I kept thinking stuff was falling. It's because Spencer like a model was, airplane? was working. No, he was getting up there with his rifle and he was going to... Oh, gotcha. Maybe pick off some zombies. I don't know. Anyway, it really doesn't matter. So on the other, the other thing that from the beginning of the episode, though, we see that blood again that's on the wall. Yes. Still no, un- no understanding what that was. The Walker juice. It looks like it's a bullet hole. It does. Well, like it might a be a bullet hole. hole and it may very well be. Yeah, but it's still Walker juice just oozing through. Mm-hmm. Walker jam. Walker jam. Obviously, Spencer's not dead on the structure above, so... Right. I know, but Rick, like, touches it, and then he tastes it. No, I was actually waiting for him to do that. <laughs> that would be great. Because I was like... And then he gets some bread and wipes it on. Yes, yeah, strawberry jelly. Mm, haven't had this mm. in a while. Prop guys got it right this time. <laughs> Is that barbecue sauce? <laughs> Where's my chicken? I know, I know. You know, okay, so we haven't talked about Denise much and Morgan. No. What did you think Morgan was doing when he first went to talk to Denise? Well, he was doing just what he did. He was going to talk to her about antibiotics. And then he kind of chickened out. Did you know that? No. No, not at all. No. No. Uh Uh-uh. I thought, you know, it's funny. Until that point, I, you know, later on, I completely forgot about the guy in the basement. Mm -hmm, Um, Mm-hmm. I thought she went to talk to him about some injury he had or something. but, But he was acting so weird. I figured that was not it, but I couldn't place what it was about. I have to say I was a little um, surprised that Carol was following him so easily after that discussion. The second time he went up there to talk to her, I guess. Carol, Carol's definitely the spy in the neighborhood. I mean, yeah. she's evidently watching everybody. But she had she had good spy outfit on. She had a bright white shirt, and she was carrying yes. a baby. Yes. I was surprised she was carrying that baby around, because in my mind, I'm thinking, why did you not put that baby down when you're going to follow Morgan, who you know is a dumbass? And well, could... I, I don't think she wanted to just leave the baby by itself. Well, you don't go follow somebody with a baby in your arms. I think she was just following to see where they were going, and then once she figured out where they were going, she went back to take the baby back. She just wanted to eyeball where did. they were going. Yeah, she did. She dropped it off with Maggie. Jesse. But you or I'm sorry, that's right, Jesse. Which that's Jesse right. took forever with her stuff yeah. too. And she didn't hear any of that conversation with the with her kid. And uh Yeah, she seemed she seemed um frustrated with Sam. Like, Sam, shut up. Stop talking to me. I got things to well, do. She's she's always like that to Sam. But mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that Jesse didn't hear any of the conversation. Yeah, and it wasn't true. She it was pretty loud conversation. She came back and acted like nothing had happened. Right. They had an entire conversation about something. Right. And I, I've talked smack about this Judith baby before, but actually seeing her in this um, episode, she was so cute. <laughs> you talk smack about the baby. <laughs> well, because I like the Judith babies from last season. No, two seasons ago oh, with the blonde hair. Jesus now they've got, Christ. Now they've got dark skin. You? They look like Shane. What's up with that? Anyways, <laughs> well, my two cents about that. Maggie did, did. Maggie did did not mention that the baby looked anything like Rick. I that know. was funny. That was funny, actually. Yeah, she said she looks a lot like Lori now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and not maybe, you. Um, maybe, maybe I guess I'll stop there. It's funny. He has, <laughs> but, but she, but she has Shane's nose. 
I don't understand. It's Shane's skin tone and hair. <laughs> Shane. Hmm. Something leads me to believe this is not your baby. Yeah, I think Rick was kind of heard the comment and he was kind of like, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Worst things have happened to Rick. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I really wish they would age that baby up some. Mm-hmm. Since Carl is definitely aging. Yes, Carl's <laughs> actually 27 right now. <laughs> but it's hard to believe that Lori was killed, like, what, nine months ago? I guess. Is that the timeline? Really? Maybe a year ago. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. How old is that baby? Well, you need to. You need to, to find out. Uh-huh. It's time for you to figure that out. Uh, You're right, though. The baby's not that old. And Carl has aged, like, four years. Yep. It was that pudding he ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was like atomic pudding. Carol's casseroles. Ah, uh, Carol's casseroles. Yeah. They plump up Those, Judith. That's right. That'll that'll make you grow some growth spurts from Carol's casseroles. Yeah, maybe maybe you know, maybe there is some evidence out there that Carol's casseroles have been eaten behind the scenes. <laughs> oh yes. There you go. It's all Carl. Yeah. Yet that baby, I don't know, we'll see. Plumps when you cook them. <laughs> oh my god. So we end the episode. We end the episode with the green balloons in the air, with Maggie mm-hmm. realizing that that's Glenn's sign, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Rick, I, I was a little surprised. Rick believed it too. Yeah. Even though, well, who else would it be? Well, who knows? It's just balloons. Who the hell knows? But could have been. Could have been uh, uh, Daryl. Could have been Abraham. Any of those folks. Oh, that's true. That's Could have true. been the wolves screwing with them. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see any of them at all this episode, did nope. we? Nope. No, we did not. Nope. I was and we really didn't expecting see that we would. Aaron, did we? No. Nope. Nope, no Aaron. We didn't see a lot of people, but it didn't really bother me all that much. No, this one it didn't. It really didn't. And then, of course, after we see the balloons, that's when the tower comes a-tumbling and brings down the wall. Yeah, but... When Maggie comes running after she sees the balloons, that really, that was such a great moment. It gave me chills just seeing how excited and happy she was. And um, and then to see the tower fall and it's like all that excitement is just now shot to hell yeah. because they are going to have to run for their lives and you know people are going to die. Yeah. And now I'm like nervous about who's right. going to die. And then at the same time, we're also seeing Ron uh stalking carl with the gun oh exactly tapping at the same moment too. that little rat bastard yeah. so and yeah. he's pulling the gun out i mean something might have been getting ready to happen and then the wall comes down and all hell breaks loose you know i i have to say the um that moment though when maggie is running towards and, yes. and sees the balloons going up that's probably like out of all the things that are revealed in this episode that's like one of the few times where i did feel a little bit more of emotion from right. the things that are happening. Like when Glenn, when we see Glenn, I'm like, all right, Glenn's there mm-hmm. uh, with Enid, uh, with, um, I don't know, Morgan getting yelled at by his peers. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel mm-hmm. too much until, like like you're saying, Kim, when Maggie comes running. Right. Because she's finally feeling and, and understanding that Glenn's still alive. That kind of made it hit home a little bit more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, it made it episode. real. It made his return yeah. real. So, because you know we're still yeah. out there thinking, is he actually going to make it back to the camp? Right. You know that hasn't been resolved. And yeah, right. He's not even there yet. Right. So you're wondering, okay, well, are they going to go out and get him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 
And you, Rick's reaction to it, too. He's like, I mean, right. you could see that he's even like, yeah, that's him. Yep. Yep. Which, again, and then excited. You're right, Scott. Then that beautiful tower comes floating down <laughs> with no sound. <laughs> it didn't seem like anything was breaking. No. But the yeah. tower was falling. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear so. any popping. No. And Godzilla was behind it pushing yes, it Yes, he was. It didn't even fall apart as it was falling. No, and it, it didn't. took the whole panel. I don't think it fell apart when it hit it. the wall, did it? You know what? I think I it got caught on those balloons, and the uh, balloons were knocking it over. The ball. Yeah, which is <laughs> it was actually floating away. It's floating over. <laughs> it was actually being dragged across the ground by the yeah. balloons. Yeah, that was a really I I don't know what to say about that. That was like a really poor scene. Because you don't see it knocking anything down. It's like smoke everywhere. Right. And then you got zombies coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think and that... I have to say, I was not scared at all. I was laughing my ass off. Really? <laughs> yes. I was like, that is hilarious. Because <laughs> it was so bad. Like, the special effects were so bad on that. I was just like, yeah, screw all y'all. <laughs> get eaten by zombies. I just, yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> so and I cool. wanted, the tower didn't really seen I, I would think the tower would have been destroyed when it hit the okay. ground i think Same. part of, part of the problem is that this whole start of this season I've, i don't know if it's that i've just been like in this pavlov kind of training thing with um the walking dead Woo! in general yeah it's when they came to alexandria i didn't think they were even going to try and stay there mm. it's like mm-hmm. everywhere they go the yeah. society the 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 enclosure breaks down and they go somewhere else right which mm-hmm. is what so, we're looking at right now. Yeah, and this entire season, the first six episodes, they have not made peace with the people that they're rooming with in Alexandria, right. and they're all waiting for it to fall apart. So so was I. So when that tower fell down, I was like, all right, here we go. You know, the wolves came in at first, and I was like, <laughs> I thought it was over at that point. Right. But now that the tower's falling and all these zombies are coming in, I'm like, there you go. All gone. That's it, baby. Let's move on. See what else is happening. Well, I mean, okay, so let me ask you this then. Do you think that it's going to be the end of Alexandria? No, no, not at all. They they have a vested interest in Alexandria now. Plus, they have some kick-ass houses there. Yeah, but they also got super a, lot duper of, clean. a lot of the dead walking around. There were a ton of dead outside that wall. Yeah, but... I think they hired, they hired a few more since last and episode. And keep in mind, too, nobody's armed. Yep. That's Nobody's true. Armed. That's a good point. But no, I don't think that it's the end of Alexandria because they do have too much vested there. And um, Yeah, I people... don't think they would be spending so much time on Deanna's plans and so forth that they were just going to wipe out the town. Exactly. Yeah. They'll come back. Fine. Whatever. Oh, they have to. They will. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Go team Walker. Well, I'm sick of they've been fight fighting all these groups of live people. Mhm. Like it's the Walking Dead. Okay. Come on, let's get rid of these other groups. They because they keep introducing all these other groups. Right. Obviously, we don't know what's going on with all the other ones too. That I mean, that's going to happen next episode. Next week on Lost. Mm, I don't know. Well, maybe. But well, on that note, should we take a break? I think so. I'm ready to take a break. Sure. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute.
Carol's Casserole Counter, where we count Carol's uneaten casseroles and the amount of episodes that they remain uneaten. Stuart, where are we sitting with the count right now? I think we're at uh, nine episodes right now, still just the three casseroles. What? But I have to say, Judith is looking a lot fatter. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Kim, you were saying earlier that you have some something interesting happened on the show that you got a real kick out of that deals with your son. What were you talking yeah, about? Um, when Denise is talking to Morgan and he notices that she's got the cheat sheet written down and you see the acronym FWOPERS and she was like, <laughs> it's FWOPERS, it helps me remember things. Well, our four-year-old, I let him watch it with me just that part because there were no walkers in it but his face lit up like fourth of july <laughs> when he heard that because his saying used to be off oh, whoppers and he was dying laughing because he was so excited that somebody else was saying it because we always thought that it was something and it was like the only thing he said too right? yeah At we always time. thought it was something he had kind of made up but to see it on the walking dead <laughs> if i ever see her at a convention I'm going to have to have her, like, sign something for him. Oh, floppers. Oh, floppers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, shall we break out some listener yeah. feedback? Yeah, so our good old buddy Evan wrote to us yesterday, or today, and he said, I know the masses are thrilled with Glenn surviving, and everyone knew he was alive the whole time. Nevertheless, I'm still calling shenanigans on his survival. It's done. They wrote it how they wrote it, and I like Glenn. I just think it's kind of BS for him to have have escaped the predicament as displayed. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I have to agree too. What about his legs, man? I'd be freaking out that someone's going, something's going to grab my legs. No, exactly. No, Evan, I, I agree with you totally. I mean, I and and I knew that it was going to feel like a cheat when it happened, but like you said, I'm happy to have Glenn back. Maybe we just move on. Yeah. Movie magic. Yep. At least we didn't. At least we didn't find out it was a. It was Nicholas's dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Where did that one come from? Or that from? Nicholas was I alive. That one. If Nicholas had been alive. Yeah. Right. Oh, I would have been pissed. Yes. So moving on to news, there are a couple of news items for today. Not much happening right now in the world of The Walking Dead, but filming for season six ended this past Friday. Wrap it up. Norman Reedus, I think he ended on, his taping was ended on uh, Thursday. Spool, the stalkers out there, they saw him Thursday night. He was not supposed to film on Friday, but everybody said that he was leaving the set very happy and tired, very exhausted. So it makes me wonder if Norman Reedus, because there's rumors out there that he might be the one that gets killed at the end of the season. Now I'm wondering, mm. I don't know, yeah. maybe not. A lot of people have said that, that he was going to die or, well, obviously they've been talking about Glenn being dead, but I don't think they can kill either of those characters off until there's some major other something that happens. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think Glenn is going to be the next one killed off. Yeah, I think we talked about that at the beginning of the season. That right. we, we thought Glenn was um, on the pedestal for getting knocked off. But Rick and, and, and Reedus, or uh, Rick and Daryl, that's the show's bread and butter right now. Yeah, yep. it is. 
But it could go either way. Nobody's safe. They've always said that. They've always said that, but I don't think this is the time that they're going to test that point. Yeah. No. Well, nonetheless, um, season six has ended for filming, and season seven starts back in April. And then on another front, we know that we're going to have um, the the set of Alexandria for at least another year until November of 2016 because the Sonoy City Council just agreed to extend filming for that long and it was unanimous so that's good and but that would have sucked if they didn't say yes seriously what would they do (laughs) (laughs) well I think AMC sweetened the pot a little bit because they just donated $150,000 to the city of Sonoy (laughs) to build a park for the kids Oh, okay. downtown so. walking dead park yeah mm-hmm. like zombies coming out <laughs> of the Complete ground with and knives. shit like that so the, the city council of Sonoy was like I don't know if we could renew this contract <laughs> without something some kind of help oh, to the community what a great idea <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah southern politics baby <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> Uh, that's good. And that's all I have for the news. That's it. Yep. Told okay. you it was a slow week. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. So sense. next week on The Walking Dead, uh, Season 6, Episode 8, it's called Start to Finish. After having a few moments of peace, a bigger threat faces the citizens of Alexandria. And this time, it may be too big to defeat. Uh-huh. All right. It is directed by Michael... Michael uh, Satremus. Satrazemus. Satrazemus. How about that? <laughs> Known for The Walking Dead, The Crow, and Teen Wolf. Most of his work was as a camera operator and going to get coffee for people and lunches and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, for many shows, including The Vampire Diaries. Uh, Just okay. kidding about that. Um, <laughs> and it's written by Matthew Negret. Uh, known for The Walking Dead and Power Rangers. Yeah, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Mm. That translates real well into Walker Land. Seriously. Um, okay, the so... walkers are just going to get really big after they kill them. <laughs> In spangly suits. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, any predictions for next week? Lots of hell. Lots of walkers. Lots of mauling and mayhem. Yeah, I think that um, obviously we're going to see the walkers. I have no idea if we're going to see Sasha and all those guys again until the next part Mm. of the season. I think something big is going to go down with Ron and Carl, Uh and I'm kind of excited to see it. Mm. And the other thing is that we never talked about (laughs) earlier is who was on the radio. Oh, yeah. We still got that out there. It obviously wasn't Glenn. Nope. So. Nope. Could have been our the motorcycle stealer. Yep, could have been. Um, yeah, that brings up a good question as to what, like, where are they going to focus since they, right. they've been so back and forth with everything? Are they actually going to see both sides? Guys, guys are still are out there on their own, or are we going to just focus on Alexandria? Yeah, but I, I have a feeling uh, maybe late in the episode or something you will see them arrive back. Maybe they come in and save the day or something. But I think they will hook, hook up with them. I don't think they're going to leave that out there until the second half of the season. No, I think the second half of the season is going to be dealing with the ramifications of what happens between Ron and Carl. Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I think that's going to be big. I think, um, yeah, I mean, Ron is getting ready to make a move right now. 
but mm-hmm. with the tower coming down and the the gate opening up with all mm-hmm. the walkers coming in, I have a feeling that it's going to change. Or Ron may take advantage of all the confusion. I don't know. I think it's I think he's going to end up probably saving Carl or Carl's mm-hmm. going to save him and he's going to realize how stupid he's being. I think Ron's going to uh, I think Carl's going to kill Ron. No. I think so. I don't think it's going to go that far. And I think it's going to cause problems between Rick and Jesse. Of course, that's why I'm not a writer for the show. I think, <laughs> I think Ron, who has no experience with a gun, who actually has a gun right at this second with bullets, is going to shoot mm-hmm. himself in the is foot. Is going to get all kerfuffled because of the walkers coming through, and he's mm. going to make a huge mistake. Kerfuffled. Mm-hmm. He's going to shoot Rick in the ass. Possibly. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Rick. He's going to shoot Eugene in his open-toed shoe. <laughs> but something tells me that we probably won't see Sasha and Abraham until February. See, mm. I hope they don't draw that because they're going to be like lost. I think they're going to be back. Yeah, they have to. They have to at least give a nod to them mm-hmm. before this this closes out. I hope so. And like you say, Sky, it could be like five minutes of just like seeing where they are. Yeah. Um, See if they're boinking somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Now I think that's still got a little bit of time. We haven't had the stress between him and uh, or Rosita and. Uh, oh yeah, that and part. Sasha yet. Well, they got a boink first. Oh yeah, the soapy, soapy <laughs> parts. Boink. How about that, folks? Kim. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, I still think, well, you know, one of two things is going to happen with them. Either that help thing is going to draw them into some other story, which I kind of don't think it will, or they'll get back to the town. They look like they're pretty much on the way back to the town with their big truck with Patty. Yep. Yeah. It could go either way for me. I think there's another storyline there. Maybe they knocked the tower over with that big gas truck. And Daryl was like, oh, no, they shit. they flamethrower those walkers that are there. Stuart, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. So that tower looked stupid falling over. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Uh, you're killing me, man. <laughs> you're killing me. All right. I think we got our predictions out of the way. We don't know shit, <laughs> so... We'll just have to see. Well, it's, I mean, they, they answered a bunch of stuff in this episode yes. setting up like something yes. big is happening. So yep. something big is going to happen. I think we're going to see everybody. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, But I think the focus is going to be on Alexandria. Oh, yes. Agreed. No doubt. You can't have a bunch of walkers coming in there and then go off on the little, on our three friends traipsing across the backcountry. Yes. All right. So. All right. You ready to wrap it up? On that note. Yes, ma'am. Right. Rabbit. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, iTunes. Please subscribe to our podcast. And also, you can find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on our episodes or the Walking Dead episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And please be sure to rate us on iTunes. Or wherever you download your podcast from, so that we can get our word out. Yep, help us get some uh, exposure, folks. So we'll be back next week to recap the first part of the season. Mid-season finale. Mid-season finale. Thank you. 
(laughs) (laughs) So that should be an exciting episode. So tune in if you can. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Meep. Oh, floppers.